0: Welcome to Ignite Your Business radio show, light the match, throw some gasoline on it and buckle up because we're about to take your business to the next level. I'm your host, Josh Wilhelm. Halloween is one of those most long-awaited holidays of the year. We're used to seeing people's creativity around this time of year, from the spooky decorations to the spooky costumes and makeup. People go all out when it comes to this incredible holiday. What comes to your mind, though, when you think of Halloween? Scary movies to watch, getting dressed up and acting the part of your favorite scary character, or maybe it's the trick-or-treating. Seeing kids and even sometimes adults walk around the neighborhood with their buckets of candy going from one house to another, ringing the doorbell or knocking on the front door of some stranger's house. Then when the door opens, hearing their little voices yelling out, trick or treat. Then just like that, each child is awarded with some candy to put in their buckets of ever-growing candy stashes. Sometimes of which I use the daddy tax at the end of this endeavor. And I take my percentage of 10% just teaching my kids about how taxes work and the economy and things like that. So, nonetheless, I got a little carried away there. Now, imagine that some scene being, or rather, that same scene being played out slightly a little bit different. Instead of candy being handed out, maybe it's freshly baked pies and cakes decorated with Halloween quotes, phrases, and witty, scary themes. I think parents and adults alike would certainly get into the Halloween spirit even more than some already do. No more flimsy candy bags, kids, or trick or treaters would have to pull around wagons to carry all of their baked goods from one house to the next. But nonetheless, I got carried away again with just this imaginary tale in my mind. But that's what this tasty vision brings us to our inspiring and uniquely innovative guest today. Ashley Bush is the owner of the Buttermilk Baking Company, a Newberry Port, Massachusetts Essential. Ashley combines two things that make her perfect entrepreneur for this day and age. She bakes some of the tastiest cakes, muffins, and pies you're going to find anywhere. And she also combines those baked goodies with the wicked, and I do mean wicked sense of humor and a healthy appreciation of all things current culture. Ashley, I would very much like to welcome you back to the show. It seems like forever, but you're one of our biggest fans. We are your fan. We are one of your biggest fans and wanted to have you back. So thank you for coming back on the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm Absolutely. Well,
0: we had so many people ranting and raving about your clever cakes and pies. Not to mention how much fun we had with you that we had to have you back and thought no one better to help us usher in the Halloween month of October than the famous or infamous, whichever you prefer, (laughs) humorous baker, Ashley Bush. So again, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence and uh, being back on the show yet again.
1: Cool. I'm excited to be here.
0: All right, so it uh, I believe it was like around last February ish mm-hmm. uh, because we had you celebrate with us Valentine's Day uh, is when we we had you on and talking about your baked goods and uh, all the humor around uh, that holiday that inspired your cakes and pies and yummy treats and yeah. some really witty, things that you put on there but what's new and exciting in your heavenly baking world these days
1: what's new and exciting um I don't know it's fall so you know New Englanders (laughs) love that (laughs) um pumpkin season not necessarily new but you know it doesn't it doesn't lose its um its charm year after year
0: that's true it's kind of like uh Like every holiday, but uh, I heard it one time put with Christmas specifically is for some reason we're surprised every year that Christmas comes right at the same time. And that's referring to the preparation of having to buy gifts for all the friends and family. We're just somehow surprised every year that it comes around December 25th or whatever holiday it is that you celebrate that we're always seem to be surprised when it comes around a year later, exactly on the same day. And the same time that it happened the previous year and the year before that and the year before that. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. So last time we spoke, Ashley, you had come up with some very creative solutions and even to answer those challenges that COVID had thrown into your business. How have things been since then?
1: Um. So we're fully operational at this point. So it's, it's business as usual. Um, we're still, so we're only at five days. We normally would operate at six. So that's sort of our only hang up right now, kind of, um, you know, shuffling about with that whole, um, uh, staffing shortage and Mm. that everybody's kind of rolling with as we go along here. Uh, Um, but other than that, that's kind of the only hiccup in the road right now. Um, it, it feels very much like pre-covid business which is nice. Mm. Yep.
0: So, yeah. Well, that's good. That's really good to hear. I'm I'm glad to hear that it's got that kind of pre-covid feel. Um I also wanted to specifically ask you because uh in full transparency uh we did not ask for this, but you blessed us with a lot of heavenly treats that you shipped our way after our last episode that mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I added quite a few pounds because of it. So we'll talk about that later. But it was nonetheless, they were delicious. Uh, they were amazing. But the point I'm getting with this is you shipped them from uh, your location all yep. the way across country to us and to, to me. Uh, and in doing so, again, I, I want to highlight that a bakery sending pies and cakes across country is not a normal thing, nor is it an easy feat to accomplish nonetheless. I'm curious though, are you still finding that, I think when we last spoke, you were kind of still perfecting that. You were still kind of working out a little bit of the kinks here and there and figuring out how long it could last and dry freeze and and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you pursued that further have you perfected it and are you still continuing to ship uh, your baked goods across country
1: yeah so we're still very much shipping um we've kind of there's a specific menu of items that ship well um mm. certain things that can tolerate um you know being banged around a bit and still and still get to its destination and and look presentable, um, (laughs) which is a big part of it. Um, so yeah, we're absolutely still doing it. It's still a piece of our business. Um, but uh, you know, our, our main, our main thing is our retail shop, you know, walking customer, that kind of thing. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we just struck the match. We literally, I mean, we, we haven't been into this conversation for very long, but we got to take a quick commercial break. So, Uh, We struck our conversation with uh, Ashley Bush from Buttermilk Baking Company. When we come back from this short commercial break, we're going to throw some gasoline on our conversation with Ashley and find out some additional information that she has on tips and tricks about advertising in this seasonal uh, venue that we're in being Halloween. So we'll be back after this quick message from our sponsor. Welcome back to Ignite Your Business Radio Show. I'm your host, Josh Wilhelm, and we're back with baking extraordinaire, Ashley Bush, CEO and head baker at the Buttermilk Baking Company. So Ashley, I want to talk about marketing here for a little bit. So I'm curious, how do you go about marketing your business in relation to Halloween specifically, or maybe just kind of any Halloween, maybe it's the same strategy you do, for any holiday but is there one that you specifically do for halloween and what is it
1: what do, um i don't know i don't think we have a specific marketing strategy for halloween um but I, and i think we probably almost like a, you know like a regular retail store going into the holiday too early mm-hmm. probably you know in in august which pisses people off because <laughs> because they're still not done with summer yet and
0: that's true we are
1: so that is very um, true yeah but halloween's kind of a fun holiday so if we can we can drag it out a little farther why not
0: (laughs) okay that's okay so it sounds like with that is it's the same approach that you kind of take with any holiday you got to be careful not to bring it out too early where people are quickly reminded that their summer's coming to an end and they've got to get back to sometimes a real world with the summer vacations are coming to an end and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything I know with a lot of your pies and, and cakes that you've done before you use social media heavily on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you actually start baking some of these pies and cakes well in advance, just so you can kind of take the pictures of them and get them circulating through Instagram and other sources with the yeah. Halloween theme around them?
1: Yeah, I mean, we start talking about a holiday long before it probably you know before it's on anybody's radar. Um, just because you kind of have to. Like, what are we going to be doing? So, mm-hmm. a lot of our time is taken up by custom orders that people might be placing. Um, so, if we have like a slower week or something, or we've got a little bit of time, we'll try and get a jump on making stuff like that. Get some photos or video footage or whatever it might be of that so that we have it um, to post later on as the holiday gets closer. So, yeah, okay. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So
0: it sounds like you kind of plan a couple months. I'm curious, though. So, you know, it seems to me like Halloween, you've got Halloween, you've got Thanksgiving, and then you've got usually some winter holiday, whether it be uh, Hanukkah for Jewish community, you've got Christmas for Anglo-Saxon. I don't even know what the official title is anymore. But um You know, the Christian community, you've got Kwanzaa, you've got all these different holidays. But the unique aspect, I think, about this time of the year, this season, is that you've got three holidays that are generally very food-centered amongst Mm -hmm. all of them. You know, you've got Halloween, obviously, being candy mostly. Uh, Then you've got Thanksgiving being turkey, get-togethers, that kind of thing. And then Christmas is very similar to that. How do you go about even separating those three since they're kind of back to back to back? And like you said, you're prepping ahead of time to give them plenty of time in advance to be thinking about what to order. Gives you and your team plenty of time to get things prepped and ready for orders coming in. But how do you kind of separate those when it's kind of like even if you start in August for Halloween, then that means theoretically you're starting September being for Thanksgiving or How do you go about that with your marketing strategy to really define the separation between them
1: uh i mean we sort of just do them as they come so right now we're pretty close to halloween at this point but we're already very much focused on thanksgiving like Mm -hmm. as far as i can see halloween has already come and gone (laughs) from (laughs) from my point of view like that's that's what we're making right now in the store but we're very much focused on Thanksgiving because um, that's our biggest holiday. It's followed by Christmas is our biggest holiday at the bakery. So it's like Halloween kind of happens, but it's significantly smaller for us sure. than those two that follow. Um, and it's more fun. And for that one, it's a little bit more kid focused. Mm-hmm. So the items that we're preparing for that tend to be like cookies and cake pops and cupcakes, things like that. So smaller individual treats as opposed to like larger things that you might purchase to like slice and share or something like that.
0: All right. So Ashley, last time we had you on, Mm -hmm. you had even at that time was an impressive over a thousand followers on your Instagram profile. Now you're up to over 6,200, which just mind you, that's only been like seven or so months that you've been on the show. So you've been able to increase your followers at a, pretty much a consistent, a staggering rate of about a thousand followers a month. How in the world did you do that?
1: Um, I think reels. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that's a piece of it. And I think just our nonsense like feed i mean mm. there's there's nothing really too serious or too controversial on there um it's just a bunch of nonsense so if you're just looking to be entertained while scrolling why not
0: why not <laughs> yeah. everyone needs a little humor in their lives i mean let's let's yeah. be honest uh, everyone needs some humor in their lives so mm-hmm. i i could totally see that so what I understand the purpose of it, but what in the world made you take this step into doing this in the first place? So obviously you had your Instagram account and Mm -hmm. then you're saying, Hey, look, I think it's attributed to the fact that we're doing these reels now on Instagram, which is a fairly new thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, What made you want to pursue that versus just kind of sticking with what you were used to and accustomed to with your regular Instagram posts and things of that nature?
1: Um, I mean, we're still doing our regular Instagram posts and all that. Um, it just kind of became obvious that Instagram was looking to put reels and video in the forefront. I mean, just by the way they were kind of setting up the screens now that we look mm-hmm. at. Like, your reels button is dead center. They yep. want you to click it. so. Yep. <laughs> Um, so it seemed like they were, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not savvy enough to really understand it all, but it it kind of felt like they might be favoring that kind of, um, post versus like just your standard photo.
0: So other than you kind of just starting off with your gut reaction, which is initially, like we talked about, it was where you started from to figure out who your ideal customer was, but how do you go about figuring out past the start of your business you know is it strictly just hey i just let my gut run things and we do pretty good with it or do you kind of run things past your current ideal customers say hey what do you think if i were to do you know something like this how would you guys respond to it do you do that or how do you go about figuring out and continuing to figure out because obviously uh humor changes, generations change, you know, what, what interests them before might not interest them now. So how do you stay on top of that constantly?
1: Um, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you can just, you know, open up whatever social media app you're using and see what's trending. And then mm. there you go. Um, yeah. Sometimes we, we'll pull our customer base and be like, is this something you think you'd be into and sort of get feedback from there? Um, sometimes even when you do that and then you do the thing they asked for, it doesn't sell anyway. So hmm. so you never really know. Um, it is it is a little bit of trial and error.
0: Well, yeah. we need to push pause on our conversation with Ashley Bush when we come back from a short commercial break. We're going to turn up the heat on our conversation get into some life sort of after COVID talk. And we'll be back after this quick commercial break. And we're back with Ashley Bush from Buttermilk Baking Company. Uh, Ashley, since the effects of COVID-19 have slowed down, Quite a bit, you know. I'm curious: Are you starting to see more of a shift from the offline to online business, or is it kind of? We talked about this in the very beginning, you know, of of our discussion today, which was you're kind of feeling that pre-COVID uh, feel. Yeah. But have you noticed in terms of those online orders? Because certainly, when we first talked uh, back in February, mm-hmm. that the online orders, because of COVID, were really having to take that central place just because of lack of people wanting to come in or, you know, even local and state laws uh, not allowing people to go into certain businesses, that kind of thing. So have you seen an a increase or decrease even now that things are somewhat kind of returning back to normal?
1: Yeah, so we have had a huge increase in our just foot traffic. We have had a decrease in online for sure. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So you have a degree in culinary arts from Mm -hmm. the prestigious Institute of the culinary arts. Uh, Would you say this is what was needed to get your baking business started? Or, and I, I guess I'm more asking this question to say for those listening that are thinking about starting their own baking business um and that they're listening or is this something that they would need as kind of the look before you do anything else don't even worry about starting up your business you got to get this first and then you can do it in your opinion
1: i loved 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 my experience at the culinary institute of america I wouldn't have traded it for anything um however No, I don't believe that that is a have to do before you want to start your own banking business. Um, I wholeheartedly believe in doing shit with blinders on and figuring it out later. Like you want to start do it, just do it, jump in, figure it out. Um, if you find in your journey that you think maybe that's the thing you're lacking and you need it by all means, um, you got to do what's right for you but do i think you have to go to culinary school no
0: no okay fair enough probably a good idea though if you have never baked or cooked anything outside of top yeah
1: i mean if you have no idea how to bake or cook it might be a good place to start um but maybe you've been doing it for a couple years or or whatever maybe you worked in restaurants or who knows sure if if you have never worked in a restaurant or a bakery or some kind of professional cooking or baking setting and did not go to culinary school, I would recommend getting a job in a restaurant or a bakery or some kind of professional <laughs> cooking arena just to sort of get an understanding of how it works because it's very different than baking out of your home. It's not the same. A
0: great point. Mm-hmm. So having your bakery for such a long time I'm sure that there are mistakes that you've made along the way. Um, All of us have as, as business owners. I mean, sometimes you're just figuring it out day by day. You know, you're just trying things out. As you said, it's like, try something out, just do something. You, You can't keep sitting back and just go, well, I hope it comes to fruition. Well, you didn't put anything out there to come to fruition. So how's this supposed to happen? Um, Could you share with us maybe one or two mistakes that really stand out for you to say, you know what, it was painful, I learned from it, but it actually, because the way I look at mistakes, I mean, sure, at the the very early stages of it, it oftentimes stings sometimes leaves a mark physically or emotionally <laughs> um, you know it it does but then over time you're like you know what it was worth it to go through that because had I not gone through that I wouldn't have learned from it and I wouldn't be where I am today or I would have continued down that path that I would have could have possibly turned out to be way worse so if you don't mind sharing something that really stood out to you go you know what I learned from this, but here's also how what I learned from it and my takeaway and what I've done differently since.
1: Um, one huge fail was like my first day, the first day we were open <laughs> was <laughs> so I spent all this time, all this money, like building this little bake shop and getting it ready. And it, it was 10 years ago. So social media wasn't what it is today. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we, you know, the, it's all ready. We're going to open. I have, maybe I, I'm sure I had a little sign in my window about the day we were going to open, but that was the extent of my marketing. That was it. (laughs) I'm like, we're going to open on Tuesday or whatever day it was. And that's, and that's it. And I felt like that was enough. (laughs) Just like, so we opened the door that day and like, there's no people, like no one at all. And you're like, why aren't there people here? Well, because they don't know you're there. How would they know? You didn't tell them. Like, And it was just like, oh, well, because my whole career, I've never done marketing. I don't know anything about it. I spent the whole time in the kitchen. And I was like, I just got to make good food. I got to, you know, have recipes. It's got to look good. It's got to taste good, all that stuff. And that's where the emphasis was. And it never occurred to me that I had to let people know i was doing that how would they know i know i'm doing that but they don't know what the hell i'm doing so yeah that was a huge (laughs) fail.
0: you literally uh, just described what i i describe to clients all the time is just because you open your business this is not the field of dreams just because you build it they will not come Uh, that is not (laughs) This, that's not what happens. It yeah. is not the real world. Forget about Field of Dreams movie. Forget about Kevin Costner. Forget about that whole experience because it is not a reality. Just because you open your business doesn't mean people know about it and yep. you have to spread the word. You got to get it out there. And that's what essentially marketing is. You have spent all this time and effort building up your business building your recipes, building the foundation, literally brick and mortar, walls and everything, doors, signage, all of those components. But the marketing was the extent of a little sign outside your door saying, we're going to be open on Tuesday on this day and this time. And I yeah. hope you can make it kind of thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. There was no wow. grand opening. There was no, I didn't put an ad anywhere. I didn't have social media, nothing. I just opened the door and assumed people would show up and they did not. (laughs) You
0: know, though, I, I think I would be more concerned because I've also seen the flip side of it where people are more focused on the marketing and spend all their attention and effort on the marketing rather than actually on the business themselves. You know, building like in your case, it would be focusing, getting all of this attention doing pr releases or getting on the local news or whatever it is focusing all your attention on getting the word out of this grand opening and then being like yeah we'll figure it out with the baking recipes i mean let's let's just worry about the marketing let's let's do that and it's like either way can be an extreme failure because even in oh, that scenario, you get all the business coming in they're like, "All right, we're ready to order oh yeah we don't we don't have the equipment to make all these pies and orders that everyone's wanting, nor do we even have the recipe for it. So you just give us a few weeks and we'll we'll let you know and it's like why you just wasted all that effort and time and patience and everything so it truly has to be a good balance between the two and I think the way you took it was the correct approach at first, which was really focusing on making sure that you have a good product as your number one, because Mm -hmm. you can build it and they will come, but if they come and it's a shell, that's going to have even more negative impact on you long-term than anything else. So it's, it's about finding that balance for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, To learn, yeah,
0: it does, and it, I think it takes it for, for any business owner. I don't think most start off with the intention of going to school to then get an MBA in business and then to come out of it and go, Okay, now I'm equipped, now I'm ready to run the business, now I'm ready to figure it out. I think most entrepreneurs, a lot of times, are entrepreneurs by accident, they find something that they enjoy doing, they find a problem that they want to solve that usually hits close to home, something that they've gone through themselves and go, gosh, I wish someone would develop a product or design a business around this because I went through a horrible experience. And so because of it, it's usually people around them going, yeah, you know, you should really make more of your cakes and sell them. They're amazing. And then you're like, oh, maybe I should. And so it's, not that you had the intent of going out there and being an entrepreneur. I think most would looking back on it go, gosh, I, some ways I wish I never did that. You know, I mean, it worked out in the end, but in the very beginning, it was hard. It was Mm -hmm. tough and it is not for the faint of heart. So I, I just, I, I think a lot of people do that by accident. Yeah. All right. So I want you, because you're a culture fanatic, I know you are because all of these pies and cakes and everything are related around such. So you hop in the DeLorean, the Michael J. Fox version of the DeLorean. Doc Brown set this up. This is the time machine that you're hopping into. Mm -hmm. Uh, You go into the future, not back in time, but into the future five years from now. You come back. What do you tell us all about what is transpired in the last five years and where the buttermilk baking company and Ashley Bush has become in that five-year span of time
1: what have we done who are we now um
0: yeah what's the what's the future look like for buttermilk baking company and Ashley Bush
1: um I would love to have a larger space than we currently have um, I, I think we should write a cookbook that's mm. been on the to-do list for several years now. Um, and I would love to teach classes in our new large space. Have a more, Excellent ideas. Um, one of the things I kind of don't love is that our interaction with customers is pretty quick. You know, they come in, they pick out their thing or they're picking up an order and it's just kind of in and out. And so it's, you know, just a little high and by, but it's, it's kind of nice when you can spend a little bit more time with your customer base, get to know them a little bit better. Um, Mm. And I've tried to find a way to do that through social media, like in, in kind of making social media social, like just in replying to comments with people. And there's, there's instances where somebody has been coming into our bakery for a long time. I know them visually as a regular, but, and there's this account name on Instagram Mm. or whatever, that's always DMing or always commenting on things. And we have our own little like repertoire that we're going through there. And then one day I put the two together and realize (laughs) This is that person. Ah. <laughs> like, so yeah. Um, okay. It'd be it'd be cool to find a way to be able to spend a little bit more, have more face time with our our customer.
0: Okay, that's excellent. Well, let's see. You're seeing into the future. This is what what will happen someday. All right. Well, to learn more about Ashley Bush at the Buttermilk Baking Company, visit igniteradioshow.com. Look for her two episodes because, like I said, we recorded her first one back in February and now this one. There you can find a recording of this very episode as well as the past one, as well as any other information you may need to get in touch with her along with possibly her address for the full-size candy bar. Just kidding. We will (laughs) not post her address. If you happen to be in Newburyport, Massachusetts area, still, though, stop by her shop, and say hi to Ashley. She may or may not make you dance for a biscuit or a slice of pie or whatever she has intended for you. But still, come in and say hi to Ashley and be sure to pick up one of her amazingly delicious baked delights. I hope today's conversation with Ashley helps light the fuse inside of you and ends up taking your business to the next level. I'd like to thank our guest, Ashley Bush, today our production team, our engineering team, and most of all, all of you listening. Until next week, I'm your host, Josh Wilhelm. Have a great and successful rest of your week, everybody.